Hey, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. This is episode 98, Virginia Lily. Here we go. guest today is Virginia Lilly. Explosive and dynamic vocalist Virginia Lilly has wooed audiences across Australia and internationally. Having shared the stage with Gene Simmons, Gilby Clark, Angry Anderson, Steve Balby, John Butler, Dan Sultan, JPY, Paul Gray, John English, Wendy Matthews, Grace Knight, Phil Emanuel, to name just a few, she is a force to be reckoned with. Having also lived in Europe for 11 years, Virginia appeared in productions of the musicals Cats, Greece, Hair, Fame, Jesus Christ Superstar, and The Life. Virginia's original rock band Lily signed with American record label Eclipse Records and released their debut album Evolve worldwide in 2018. The band have won several awards internationally and were nominated for Best Rock Artist and Best Hardcore Metal Artist at the Australian Independent Music Awards. Virginia starred in the recent series of The Voice Australia by bringing her rock chick edge and grit to the show. This one's been a long time coming. Ladies and gentlemen, please raise the metal horns for the insatiable Virginia Lily. All right, I think we're rolling. Virginia Lily, welcome to the Gig Life. Welcome to the Gig Life podcast. Thank you so much. Long time coming. Yes. So, so, so we we um we actually had um a date booked to do this uh, November two thousand and nineteen, um, and you had a gig come up, so we had to postpone it. And um, here we, it, here, here we are now, September twenty twenty. What a year! Yeah, oh, wow, wow. nearly a year later. How's that? I, I know. It's all good. Um, I guess good things come to those who wait. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so it's been it's been quite a year. Um, obviously, the COVID thing. Um, you were in a unique a unique situation where you actually got to do a TV show during COVID and got to see both sides of it, like a a a studio full of people and then a studio with no one, basically. So that I had I had Joel Burton uh, on the podcast a little while back and. He spoke about what it was like as one of the musicians to, to, to you know, to see that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about the voice a little bit later, but that that's. I just thought I'd I'd start with that. Um, you know what was what that's was a good that? place to start. You know, mm. it's it, um you know it it was it was bizarre um of all the years that I decided to do it, <laughs> yeah. it had to be the worst year to do it. But um, no, look, um, it was a bizarre, you know, it, the show in itself is, is bizarre enough. You know, you live in a bubble, you're in this studio environment for hours on end um, and you don't 
you know, you, ha- you have really no recognition of, <laughs> of what's going on in the day or how they're going to edit anything. And yeah, so right. you do get caught up in this bubble. So it was kind of like being a bubble within a bubble mm. um, this time. Um, you know, kudos to, to the actual production team to continue the show going. You know, um, there was at one point there where they were continu- um, considering to not do the show anymore and, yep. you know, yep. pursue it the next year. Um, so they had like a plan A right through to D and I think they went somewhere in between B and C. Um, so yeah, we had, um, we did have some sort of, you know, they did their best to create an audience of some sort. So it was a bunch of friends and family got asked to do little videos of them cheering and clapping and (laughs) (laughs) carrying on. And then they had like this video screen up around the, the studio with like a, a Zoom sort of environment that so yeah. had all these little squares of uh, all these people clapping and cheering. Which, oh, like, were they, did, they dial, know, did they dial in live? Were they watching it live? Through the, it through wasn't the Zoom? Live. Through they the, I mean, I mean, it. yeah, I know, yeah, I, really, I know they're pre recorded, but I mean, were those people on the Zoom screens, were they actually watching you perform or that was pre recorded and. That's what I mean. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it wasn't literally, you know, dial in and you can watch it live. It was, um, (laughs) that would have been a logistical nightmare. Yeah, I reckon. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, So they, they, you know, pre planned all that. So everybody, as I said, sent, you know, I think it was about a 30 second video or something. And then they just put it all together and gave us some sort of audience to, um, to feel comfortable with. Yeah. but yeah, the vibe the vibe was completely different. You know, that's that's quite clear to to understand. You know, when you've got a, a pumping crowd, you obviously feed off that energy, and that's basically what our what our job is, isn't it? It's just like you know this recycle of energy. So yeah, to be just bounced off a red chair and yeah, <laughs> four <yeah>. coaches <laughs> and um, and a, a wall full of uh, pretend cheering crowds, um, it was it was a real cold environment. So. Um, it was, it was tough, you know, it was, um, psychologically, it was trying to get into that zone, um, with all the outside experience going on, you know, outside of the studio. Um, so it it was quite difficult. And because also it was like thrown into lockdown and then, you know, so you've been in inside, inside four walls for some time and then Mm. you go into this studio and it's kind of like, oh, that's right. We're, We're doing a TV show here. Um. So yeah, it was bizarre. It was cold, but hey, look, they they pulled through. I know myself and a lot of the guys on the show did have a you know a different um, vibe going on personally um, to perform to their best capacity. Yep. Um, but we did what we could, and um, you know it went ahead. So that's that's great, especially in those times because really there wasn't anything else to do. So it's quite fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> that they did keep going. Yeah, um, well, that's that's a unique know, situation. And, yeah, yeah. And having said that, you know, it's like it's what a um, one minute thirty seconds of a song that you sing. Right. Um, and obviously you do have you know dress runs and mic runs and mm. a lot of sound checks and whatnot. But um, it literally is a minute thirty just to go ta da, yeah, <laughs> and then crawl back out of your bubble and into another <laughs> bubble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what, yeah. I, what I was thinking about today, um, you know, um, contestants on the show definitely use the show um, 
and the profile as a platform to take your your solo career or in your case your band to that other level you know you can book some gigs and 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 that kind of stuff now with the covid thing and there not being gigs it seems like you know from my side of it um you guys have missed out on an opportunity to really um uh, make the most of that profile at the time. Does, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. You know, the whole reason for doing the show is to build that public profile. You know, there's there's no cheaper PR than going yeah, on a right. show like that and getting, you know, millions of viewers. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's you know, that's why it was the worst year to do it because it's really hard to capitalise mm. on that um, because nothing is going on outside of the voice world. So, yeah, look, um, you know, I've I've been back to my normal gigs. I've been very fortunate to have a few dribs and drabs of gigs, but nothing that I can sort of, um, yeah, use the show to boost anything, right. <laughs> which was one of the reasons for doing the show. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a little annoying, but look, you know, um, it is what it is. And I think you have to, you know, I reached out to a lot of people Um you know, different managers and booking agents and stuff like that. So I think, you know, it was a it was a good time to actually just jump on the horse and get moving with it yourself. Um, mm. because nothing was gonna move without that. So mm. yeah, good year. <laughs> yeah. But I mean I guess like like every everybody's in the same boat. So, you know, when the time comes, yeah, maybe you can all be launching and pushing yourself together, you know? Just as a little bit delayed. I, I, people are not gonna forget who you are. That's for sure. That's right. That's it. That's it. You know, it's such a, a memorable year because of the the whole pandemic. Um, so, you know, a few people have had shows like um, we all went and saw Chris Sebastian's show on Sunday and the weekend before that we went and saw Timothy's show. Um, I went and saw a, a Steve Kilsby show. Um, Mash has got a show going on. So, and um, what's his name? Johnny's got a show going on. So everyone's doing their little bits and pieces. It's yeah. just, um, yeah, it's a little bit delayed and yep. um, hopefully – Hopefully by uh, <laughs> by the next season we won't be forgotten. <laughs> um, what what else? Yeah. Have you, what have, what else have you been doing with your time during COVID? I I, the, I just want to speak a little bit on COVID and then we'll move away from it because you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> totally. Look, it's um, you know, it's a it's testing time for all, and uh, I think like everybody, they had all these plans to go down avenues that they never really had time for before. One of those for me was learning Spanish and wow. um, I still can't speak Spanish. <laughs> 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 but um, I had good intentions. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I actually, you know, I've just, I've, I was busy writing for Lily. So, you know, we've been doing the, working on the new album. So I had lots of time to just, you know, focus on that. Um, I got right into exercising um, still didn't lose any weight though because I was eating just as much oh, as right. I was exercising. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Ah, cheers. Oh, shocking. <laughs> I should go get one actually. Yeah, go. Oh, please, um, if you want to go get one, go get one. Absolutely. Cheers. 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 <laughs> oh, look. Totally oh, funny. Yeah. Look at that. Yes. Hey. <laughs> people, people, people can't see we're both drinking Carlton Draft from different parts of Sydney. Cheers. That's right. Think. <laughs> Cheers yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, the same as everybody. I was just um, trying to work out what the hell was going on and trying to work out, you know, how to survive um, financially. 
Um, I had a couple of senior students via Zoom, um, but obviously that wasn't enough to to get me through. So thankfully, you know, JobKeeper kept me alive, uh, still is keeping mm. me alive mm. <laughs> now. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, all those little things. Mm. I did heaps of drawings as well. I forgot about that too. I was just trying to be creative um, in other ways and watching a bit, little bit too much Netflix probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. 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 All right. Let's roll back now. Let's let's um let's go right back to where it all began and um your early days and and childhood and all that sort of stuff. So your um your mother and father are musicians, am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. The first yeah, some... th- first thing I want to ask your last name Lily. So it's spelled L I L L Y E. Now, yeah. Now, what is the um, what? Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was trying to think of this word today, and it eluded me. Um, the, the origin. Yes, thank you. Can I ask that question again? So, what are the origin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep that in there. It makes me sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. What is it? What are, what are the origins of Lily? Spelt L I L L Y E. Yeah. So. Um... It's actually French, so on my um, on my dad's side, my my grandfather obviously um, was French. So I think it's supposed to have the little apostrophe on the e. And when everyone you know got down to Australia, it just became Lily. It got mm-hmm. really slack and mm. picked up that Aussie lingo very quickly. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where that comes from. <laughs> cool. All yeah. right. So, so back to back to mum and dad musicians. So you want to talk a little bit about about them and the influence and Yeah, sure. So Sorry? You just cut out a little bit then. Oh I did. Oh sorry. Um yeah, I just said I I just said um talk a little bit about mum and dad and, and what their what their musical influence was on you and maybe what sort of stuff that they were listening to and and what what they were into music wise? Sure, yeah. So, um, so my mum was a, a singer, dancer, choreographer, director. She's pretty much done everything. She has her own music school today. And um, my dad was a bass player. He was with um, Warren Carr, and so there was a Warren Carr trio, which was Don Fleishman on drums, mm. um, Warren Carr on piano, and my dad on bass. So yeah, my dad and mum met doing shows, doing pub shows um and I pretty much was just carted around from gig to gig um and apparently I was a very good baby I stayed up late <laughs> and slept in yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. that's very very handy for them that's the best <laughs> um yes yeah, so I always say I blame them for all my uh <laughs> late night habits yeah, yeah. um <laughs> So, yeah, they just, you know, they said just, you know, as musicians do, I guess, with kids, especially in those days, um, there was no one around to to uh, to babysit or whatever. So, yeah, I used to sit in a bassinet side of the stage, sucking away on a pacifier, just taking it all in. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, it's always been around music is always around my family. There's, um, you know, my my grandmother and my grandfather were always the, the type of family to get around the piano at the end of dinner. 
you know, everyone would be singing songs and taking turns on the piano and it would always be, you know, your, your standard stuff, your Beatles and things like that. Um, and they were very Catholic-driven as well, so it was uh, a lot of hymns and uh, a lot of organ playing, mm. <laughs> um, which is another reason why I'm like, <laughs> like that person. No, no. Um, so, yeah, it was it was always around me, you know, like my, my uncles play, my brother plays, my, you know, my my other uncles, my aunties a, was a dance teacher and um, was hugely successful with Highland dancing, actually, Scottish dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just every kind of facet of, of show business was there. It was dancing, it was singing, it was acting, it was this and that. Um, and, yeah, I kind of, you know, I started dancing straight away, I think quite young, about three or four um, straight into dance classes and um, singing. I was in the choir at school. Um, did my first recording actually when uh, with the school choir, the Santa Maria del Monte school choir, um, when I was about seven. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the whole entire world. I was like, I yeah. want a record. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that song was actually um, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Oh, classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, and I just loved it, you know. I just I just thought it was so cool, the whole studio experience and and um, all that. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, it was a combination. My mum was writing to musical theatre and my dad was writing to um, big band stuff. So as well as the Warren Carr Trio, he did a lot of, um, you know, conducting for big bands with horn sections and corporate stuff in Asia and things like this. Um so he was writing to, you know, Chicago and Earth, Wind and & Fire and, um, you know, all these great bands. So a lot of Bossa Nova, a lot of, you know, Chick Corea and a huge, massive influence of Tucker Khan and Aretha Franklin and listening to that and then having the musical theatre side of things as well. It was like I knew every word to every musical, like Oklahoma and <laughs> Any Get You Done and all yeah. these classics. Yeah, that's awesome. Um yeah, so I was very lucky, very, very lucky to grow up around all that. And um, my mum teaches at home and her students would be, you know, going away in the lounge room. She used to teach piano and singing. Um, so just hearing the scales over and over and over um, from my bedroom, I could, you know, rattle off which key it was in or stuff like mm. that. And that was just from listening. Mm. I'm actually really disappointed that I never, my mum was always, you know, you trying to sit me down and do my exams for piano. I think I only got to third grade and then I was like, you know, just a little little shit really going, <laughs> I don't want to learn from my mum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was, yeah. I don't, um, need, to, I don't so, need lessons. I don't need lessons. Yeah. Well, I, no, I definitely need lessons. It's just yeah. that I wasn't listening to my mum. To your mum, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and yeah, and then you know, grew up um, with a, a dancing school that were very heavily into shopping center shows and fashion parades, and you know, got the agent and did the commercial thing, and um, did my first singing assessment. I think when I was probably around seven or eight. I think the same time that I recorded with the school choir, it was um, some singing assessment. I have no idea which one it was, but. Mum said, do you want to go in it? And I said, yeah, I want to go in it. Of course I want to go in it. And she's like, okay. 
um, what are you going to sing? And I was like, I'm going to sing How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? And she's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't think so. And I was like, yeah, but I really want to do it. I really like that song. And she was great like that. She always, you know, allowed me to make creative decisions at that age or just even personal goals, you know. She was always 100% behind it. And she said, okay, go ahead, you know. And she's always very um, – <laughs> very pessimistic about it all she was like oh I don't know how this one's gonna go and I turned her around and um <laughs> I won it and she was just beside herself she was like how do you win with singing how much is that doggy in the window when everybody else is singing these serious songs you know <laughs> I mean how serious could it be at seven but yeah <laughs> um yeah and that's how it all. I sort of yeah. That's that's where it all started to roll from there. Yeah. Did that winning yeah. that did winning that comp sort of light a fire and make you start thinking? Ah, oh, man, I want to be doing this all the time. Um, vocally, yeah. Vocally, yes. I I used to do very well um in dancing competitions, but this was my first um singing competition. So yeah, from there on, I thought, oh, maybe I can do this. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. I never thought of it like that. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, it was a big kick. So where where to from there? From there? Um, so, yeah, I changed dancing schools and then I ended up in um, in the city doing classes and they had some great teachers come through. Um, and from there, um, you know, I was still singing bits and pieces here and there. I started writing. I remember seeing this, um, like a magazine. You know, when you go to the movies and they used to have, you know, what's coming up new movie wise and, you know, stuff within the film and industry yeah. and whatnot. So I um, picked up one of those magazines that was called Movie News. And I thought, oh, that's a great title for a song. I think I was about nine or 10. Um, so started. Writing then, I have no idea how it goes right now, but <laughs> started writing then, um, but never really saw it as, I didn't think I was any good at it. I just thought it was a bit of fun. Um, yeah, and then just through high school, the same thing, just, you know, shopping centre shows, um, performing in talent quests and performing in club shows and doing the odd TV commercial here and there. Um, and then... I went to School of Performing Arts for Year 11, the McDonald College, and I got about halfway through Year 11 and I just thought, oh, what am I doing this for? I'm so over everything. So I thought I'd just try something completely different. So, um, yeah, I dropped out of school and then started working in a bank. And then before, I worked before in we, a yeah, jewelry store. Before we move on to that part of things, where where was your musical um, where were your musical tastes at that stage? Where had it changed? What were you listening to? Who were the bands? Were you were you um, starting to zone into rock, um, or is it st- still the stuff that your mum and dad were listening to? Or you know, because usually by that age you start um, to find your own sort of your own sort of jam. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so I think it was about twelve at the time, and my next door neighbour was playing some angels and some ACDC and I was like, Ooh, hello. Mm. (laughs) What's that? Um, And that sparked a lot of curiosity um, from there. So then I listened to a lot of radio and I used to like, we all did, you know, make your own tapes 
Mm-hmm. And then I started listening to, you know, a lot of pop music and a lot of rock music and um, just really diving into In Excess and the like a huge array of Aussie bands, Dragon, you know, they're all the classics, Mondo yeah. Rock, <laughs> ACDC, I, 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 I need, Hang on, I need to correct you. Dragon is a New Zealand band and I'm, I'm – Oh, you are correct. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and you're allowed to be correct on that yeah, one. <laughs> on that one I am, just on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, lucky I didn't say split ends as well. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can have Russell Crowe. He's all yours. Ah, uh, <laughs> you're so generous. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you're um, I can see. Yeah, you, you're starting to get that that rock vibe, and that's where we're going, right? Now, you you said that yeah. you are, you know, you you were kind of over it, and then you. Started working at a bank, um, and then into retail. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did then, that? Um, how did that go? How long were you? Were you in? How long were you at the bank? Um. Oh God, I think it was about oh, maybe nine months or something. Okay. <laughs> a year, okay. maybe. Yep. I don't know. It was about it was about three years in total, like working in in different different jobs. I was just. You know, trying to find something yep. different, you know, and something that I wasn't around, or um, yeah, just something completely left to feel. And I just thought, hey, maybe, maybe I'll be a banker. Mm. So no, maybe, mm. maybe I'll do this. <laughs> maybe I'll do that. And then just one day, um, mum, mum could see me kind of, you know, going off track, and you know, mother's instincts. She put a band together for me. Mm. <laughs> um, and it was very cabaret-ish. Um, we were called the Donovan Connection and there was two horn players and three singers and, um, you know, your classic bass, bass, drums and guitar. Mm. And um, we did a few talent quests with that and then we did a few TV appearances. And um, then I thought, oh, this is all right, actually. <laughs> I don't mind doing this again. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was terribly cheesy cabaret. It was like, you know, hot pink outfits with furry hair, <laughs> teased hair for days, um, <laughs> hot pink lipstick, yeah. um, you know, just, it was very cheesy. Um, but that's where my mum came from, you know, so that was thing. And, you know, it was, it was a good little thing for a little time. And then, um, and then I saw that. They were auditioning for Australia's Wonderland, the right. shows out there. And I right. thought, oh, well, I can sing and I can dance. Well, I can. I never thought I was a good singer. I just thought I could hold a tune and, you know, yep. get away with a bit of, I don't know, personality and character, I guess, within mm-hmm. the these notes. Um, so, yeah, pre- predominantly I was always a dancer first and then a singer. And so I thought, okay, I'll go and audition for that. So, yeah, I ended up getting that job. And, then I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll join a real band, <laughs> like something that's not cabaret. Mm. So I joined, um, I saw an ad in at the time, Drum Media, yep. and um, it was for the Rock Lobsters. And I thought, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like fun. And, yeah, I ended up getting getting that gig. So had a great time with that, you know, playing all over um, Australia, actually. We did a few tours and whatnot. Um, and 
yeah, just working with, you know, a, a rocky event, a band and, you know, being in the clubs and like the real, you know, grinding your teeth at Willamaloo Bay Hotel, you know, just really cutting my teeth in all these yep. venues. Um, yeah, and so I was working pretty hard actually. I was doing um, Rock Lobsters. I was doing Australia's Wonderland. I was also teaching dancing at the time. Um, I was also a, a swanet and a, <laughs> a um, harlequin for the Sydney Kings basketball yeah. cheerleading. So, yeah, yeah I was I was flat chat at like 19. Mm. Um, 18, 19, 20, I think it was, you know, uh, did two seasons out at Wonderland. Um, yeah, and then, you know, met, met up with some some different producers and started writing again. Um, very, again, very cheesy pop stuff. Um, still hadn't really discovered my true rock calling, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I don't know what you call that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah it was, I was just having fun, you know, and I was just trying to see hey, maybe I can do this. Maybe maybe I can make a career out of this. And, um, yeah, that's kind of – then it just evolved, I guess, from there. Just different bands, Baby Loves to Cha-Cha, more recordings, um, you know, and, again, still a dancer all the time. And, um, yeah, that went on for years, different mm. bands all around Sydney, mm. um, different promotional tours with Australia's Wonderland to, like, Singapore, Um you know, started traveling, which was amazing. Um, gigs in Fiji and Papua New Guinea for Coca Cola um, mm. with a two boy, two girl singing and dancing. I guess it was a combination of um, ABBA and um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, the tackiest boy band, <laughs> NSYNC oh. or something like that. Oh, yeah. Hey, I like NSYNC. They're pretty cool. <laughs> they, were the, they were one of the good ones, I reckon. <laughs> They're up there, that's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, you know, and um, so that was all. It was still all very cutesy and lots of fun and, um, yeah, and then I got offered, um, what, what happened there? Oh, yeah, then I was off to Cannes, the casino. Um, they were putting on a, like, a, a mini musical in their conservatorium at the top. It was a, like a theatre, a theatre dinner show. Um, and so, yeah, that was a, a, just over a year contract up there. Um, so that was, you know, performing in the shows six nights a week. The same show? An hour a night. The same show, an hour a night. But I played, I was the swing in the show, so I played three different characters. Okay. Um, so, you know, everyone got like an alternate night off. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was a lot of fun. Continued doing a lot of writing on guitar and piano just you know mucking around for myself mm. um yeah and um then that came to a close and I thought well what am I going to do now you know <laughs> the old performer's life okay contract ends what do I do now um so I saw that there was a uh, audition for Cats the musical and I thought hmm well, that, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? You know, I can get dressed up in lycra and be a cat and dance around. And as a dancer, again, mm. you know, um, it's one of the hardest dancing shows to do. And mm. if you got, if you're a dancer, you got to do cats like that's that's the musical to do. Okay. So yeah, I bought a brand new car in Cairns and drove all the way back to Sydney. And literally two days before the audition, I hadn't danced in probably about a year, a year and a bit. Um. 
And yeah, it was three days of callbacks and whatnot. And um, then I heard that the show was going to be in German. And I was like, the show's in German? Who in Australia speaks German? I thought it was going to be an Australian yeah. tour. Yeah. And then I found out the show was actually in Germany. And um, the, the company at the time used to audition worldwide and basically mm. pick who they wanted from each country and threw us all together in Hamburg. So at the audition the last day, they were, okay, we're off, you know, we're off to Japan and Canada and um, we'll call you in three months. And I was like, mm, okay, bye. Really wasn't expecting mm. <laughs> to, get yeah. to land the job at all. Um, midnight comes around one night. I'm, you know, I've got a I'm set up again in Sydney in Clovelly, and my mobile rings, and it's like, "Hello, is that Virginia?" And I was like, "Yeah," thinking, "Who the hell is this at midnight with this funny accent?" Yeah. <laughs> and um, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's Cat." Hamburg calling, and then I thought it was my friend playing a joke on me. Right. I'm like, oh, very, very funny, Amanda, hilarious. And they're like, no, this actually is, this actually is that Hamburg calling. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's very bad um, German. Yeah, that was terrible. Anyway. I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't going to um, say anything, but <laughs> <laughs> come on, Stevie, get. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Six weeks later, I, you know, I negotiated a contract. I packed up my house and I was on a plane to to Hamburg, and um, yeah, straight into six weeks rehearsal, um, learning a complete foreign language. Yeah, how was how was those rehearsals? Intense. Intense. Yeah, yeah. totally being, intense. Being cats, so, being um, cats, being the sort of pinnacle, full on boot camp type stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it's harsh, and yep. the, the the show, you know, obviously, you you, you know, you you want to be portraying a cat, so you're putting yourself in positions that your body doesn't really go in um, normally. Um, so that's why they need very well trained dancers. Um, and yeah, some some mornings after the show, especially, um, the stage was on a rake, which means it goes down into the audience. It's on right. a slant. Right. So when you're doing like double turns on the on the demi of your of your like the ball of your foot, mm. and your body's leaned right over, and you're doing double turns on the end of this stage, um, it could be quite scary because obviously the, the audience is dark. There's lots of lights. You've got yep. this wig on. You've got mm. you know cat's makeup, and it's just all it's just like woo! It's a big trip, and then. And then um, uh, some some days I used to wake up and I couldn't walk because the um, I don't know what you call that, but the section of the top of your foot to above your ankle was just in so much pain mm. so that you'd literally end up crawling to the toilet when you wake up in the morning because you couldn't just couldn't walk. It's like um, the the in, the instep of your foot. Are you talking about like? No, like, so on the top of your foot. Oh right, okay. So. On the top of your foot, so right. like yeah, just you know, on the top of your ankle, right. because the stage was on a rake, so you're always pretty much on demi all the time, and it's you're up and down, and yeah, you know, not a natural position on your yeah, knees, yeah. and yeah. yeah, it's um, I lost a lot of weight because <laughs> I sweated my ass off in the shows, mm. and the, the show itself, like um, the the end of the first act is like a 19 minute dance 
number. Um, and the role that I played, Rumpeltiza, she is uh, she's a kitten, so she's very energetic. And um, there's a lot of running around behind stage, climbing through tunnels, crawling through things um, up, and then yeah, it's it's a pretty manic um, dance number. So by the end of that, everybody in the show is just backstage, just on the floor, <laughs> panting away, mm. sweat pouring off. Um, so yeah, and the rehearsals for that were 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 intense, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, were they? And were they trying? Sorry, were they trying to also um, weed out the weak dancers dancers during that stage, or or was it the intense rehearsal? Uh, the the intense auditions kind of got rid of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's so in the show you do have um, a lot of singer roles, which yep. they do still have to dance, but they don't. Um, they're not featured as much as the other dancers. So there's kind of camouflage in the back. And look, the singers in that show they've got hard work because it's not easy choreography. And so for mm. a singer who only just moves a little bit, um, it's a huge wake up call for their bodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and right. they're like, oh shit, my back. Oh, oh. <laughs> and some of them are not young either because yeah, of the yeah. different roles that um you know that they are. Mm. Um so yeah and and so we'd probably get to the theatre at like, I don't know, nine nine thirty in the morning, you'd start rehearsal at ten, you'd go all day to about uh, six and then um you'd have some dinner or you might have some call for something but because all, I mean, most of the cast weren't German. There was two Germans in the show. So then we had to learn the show in German, how to sing in German. So I basically sang for a whole year, not having any idea what I was singing about. Um, it was just, just fish, the- losh, losh, fish. It was just sounds and ich, zusch, <laughs> yeah. all these weird yeah. Nordic yeah. <laughs> sounds. How do I sing that? Yeah. Um, yeah, and everybody was in the same boat because you had yeah. like um, people from America, Canada, Japan, um, Italy, New Zealand, um, Hungary, um, and yeah, none of us could speak German. So then it'd be like phonetic lesson until like yeah. God knows. Some nights I'd be in this in the theater until you know eight thirty doing phonetics, and then I'd go and watch the show. Sometimes all the way through, sometimes not. So if I go all the way through, then we'd finish it like. 10.30, 11 at night, and then go home and do it all again for six weeks. Mm. Yeah, mm. so that was intense. Once the show was on the road, then it's, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, but it is hard work. It's, you know, uh, double show Saturday, double show Sunday, um, and then, you know, your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and get Mondays wow. off. Wow. So what would, so, you do in, so what would you do in your days off? Would you Was it just like... Total rest Sleep. day, or yeah, okay, just... <laughs> yeah, because of course, you know, by the time you get to Sunday night, it's like, Woo, let's go out! Oh, you've got through the week, yeah, like, yeah. I've got a you know, I yeah. deserve a reward for that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go out and have a few drinks, and then you know, you get home, and then you're like, Oh, god, I'm exhausted now. Yeah, um, and then Mondays would just be, you know, that'd be like a Sunday, you do some washing, yep. Get up late, you know, go and have something to eat, do some shopping and, yeah, you know, yep. get your groceries, do all that, yeah. Mm. So after yeah. after after Cats ended, what did you do? Did you stay over there or did you um, come home, 
start something yeah, else? Or? So, yeah, so, um, yeah, oh, God. So at the end of TAP, I was actually in rehearsal to do a cruise ship around Europe. Um, so my plan was to do that. And then rent auditions, the musical rent auditions were coming up and some someone quite high up on the production side was like, I really want you to audition. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went in and sang and I said, look, I have this cruise contract. This is, I'm contracted for for this. And um, they were very excited after I sang and passed me their card and said, you know, if anything happens, just let us know. Well, lo and behold, <laughs> I I don't know how to say this. Well, but basically I got fired from the, the cruise job <laughs> because oh, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So um, you ready? There's a bit of yep. a story. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was re- on my on a Monday off. I was rehearsing at like 10 a.m. for this um, for this cruise job. I'd hurt my knee like the night before in the show, so I thought I'll just go to the doctors. No, it was my back. I'll just I'll just go to the doctors in the morning and um, you know check it out before I get to rehearsal. I was literally probably ten minutes late to rehearsal, and there was this um, American choreographer who was very high and almighty in his own mind, and um, <laughs> so I, you know, apologize, made myself quietly into position and. About 45 minutes into the rehearsals, um, it was quite full-on choreography while singing. And I said, look, I'm sorry, Randy, I won't be able to do that backbend move there because I've hurt my back. Um, and he's like, then he just he just went off his nana. He's just like, who do you think you are? <laughs> Hands on hips going, you arrived at the rehearsal 10 minutes late and didn't even bother the call. I said, look, I'm really sorry. You know I can... You know I can do this back then. You know, you know what I'm capable of. Anyway, so yeah, he got all high and mighty, and I just thought, you know what, I really don't need this. <laughs> I really just don't need it. So I just let him continue raving on, and I just went and picked up my bag and just looked at him and said, "Are you done?" And he's like, "If you walk out that door, girl, you're out of a job." And I was like, "Randy, you can stick your job up your ass." <laughs> and Walked out the door and I just said, oh, no, I forgot my jacket. I've got to go back in. <laughs> <laughs> so so I walked back in and there he was with his hands on his hips telling all the other girls, you know, and if anybody else wants to carry on like a diva like that, they can walk out the door right behind her. And I was like, oh, sorry, geez. hi, just bring my jacket. <laughs> so out. You'll never work in this yeah. town again. Exactly. Yeah. It was oh, all man. that. And um, there's a funny story leading up to, to all his um, – Randy and my um, – what do you want to get a connection, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so that happened. So then I called Rent and I said, okay, look, um, I'm not doing the cruise now. And they went, awesome, okay. Um, so they had me, you know, really gunned in for this, this role. And then the, the callbacks weren't going to be for like another – two months or something or a month and a half or something. And um, I thought, well, I'm not going to hang around here. I've got a ticket home. I'll fly home and I'll go over my German, because it was all in German again, I'll go over my German text and songs in Australia. And they said, no problem at all. We will be in contact with you and we'll fly you back for your call back. And I was like, 
fantastic. That's great. So I came home, of course, didn't even look once at the German text. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy going, oh, Australia, yay, meat pies and beach and yay, um, tart and draft, yay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, uh, I get, then I got a phone call and then I was about, I don't know, three, four weeks later, get a phone call. Hi, it's, it's Brent. Um, your call back is tomorrow. And I'm like, you do realise I'm in Australia? And they're like, oh, oh, okay, well, how long's that flight? And I'm like, <laughs> it depends which way, where do I start? So the return flight that I had was to Singapore, then Paris, and then um, Amsterdam, and then that was it. So I'd have to catch the train from Holland to Germany. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I flew back and I walked into that audition jet-lagged as hell, um, not knowing any German properly, like I kind of could fluff my way through. Anyway, so I went in, did the best I could, um, then came out and they were like, look, your German is, it has to be absolute accent free, you know, and it's just, it's just not there for us. And I was like, it's totally fine. I completely understand. Um, thank you so much, you know, for everything. So, yeah, so then there I was in Dusseldorf going, okay, well, here I am back in mm. Germany and nowhere to live, no idea what I'm doing. Um, yeah, and then, you know, things just fell into line. I stayed on a friend's couch and um, then started working with a band um, that had a few gigs around Germany. So then I was on the road with them. And, um, yeah, and then, did, then a friend and myself were kind of, you know, in Germany, another Australian friend of mine, both from Cats, just going, okay, what are we going to do? And then we found that, um, found out that the director of Greece um, was doing a European tour and needed two swings. So, yeah, so then my friend and myself, Damo, and I went to do Greece, the European tour. Um, we did that, and then yeah, I just bounced from musical to musical and mm. freelance work in between. And the thing with Europe was um, that really just amazed me. Everybody was just so open with ideas and opportunities. Um, you know, if there was an audition in Australia, I find a lot of people because it's such a small industry. Um, well, it's a big industry, but there's a lot of there's a lot of people in a small industry, that's what I mean to say. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the time they keep a lot of information, you know, to heart to themselves. Um, but in Europe I found that there was it, everyone was very open and loving about job possibilities and auditions and stuff like that. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, I just kept going and just very lucky to fall into musical after musical. Um and then the rock thing. So and then I had. Oh, that's right. I did a. I had a. A single release through Sony. It was a dance track, and um, it went okay. You know, did did some some noise in Ibiza and and these party islands. Um, and then they said to me, you know, we want to do another single, and I was like, yeah, I'm not really. That's when the the, the rock thing really started to, you know. Right go right. this is where I should be going yep. um and I said look thank you for the offer but I, I'd really like to start looking at rock music 
Um, to which the producer says, oh, we can do rock music. And they're like, no. <laughs> <I don't know." laughs> no, you can't. Um, nah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I moved on and um, – and that's right. I was that's, that's, I was just trying to think how did all that start. So then, oh God, I was doing, I was still dancing. So I was doing dancing gigs. I was doing tap dancing for Bosch, the the um you know the drills and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we're doing this it was like a, a stomps and beats and rhythm things. So it had like drummers and tap dancers, and we yep. you know use big steel drums and mm-hmm. tap on steel grates and stuff like that. Very tap doggy. Tap doggy. Yep. Um, yep. yeah. So um. There was a drummer on that, and we we had this gig in Prague, and we were on a bus, and um, he said that he'd been working on some some music, and I said, oh, that's great, you know. So we started chatting away, and then he said, oh, would you like to hear something? And I said, yeah, I'd love to hear something. So he gave me a listen to this track, and I just went, oh, this is what I've been looking for. Like this, this is great. Um, but they had a Turkish rapper on it. And I was like, get rid of the Turkish rapper. You don't need him. You need me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that's how my original German band started over. Uh, my, blah, blah, my original band started over in Germany. I was thinking like a German then. I was like backwards. Yeah. <laughs> English talking. <laughs> um, mm. So that – So, so that ba- yeah, sorry, go, go. No, you're right. Go for no, it. No, I was going to say – um, enough. No, no, no. Well, it's all. This is. This, it's about you. <laughs> the more you talk, the less I have to. <laughs> People don't want to hear me talking. Um, well, um, I do know myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The um. So the band in Germany, the original band in Germany, did that have any links to to Lily Band at all? None at all. None at all. Okay. So that was just solely no. over there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Purely uh, just in Germany, and um, we actually. Actually, I, you know, I did hair, the musical, which, you know, with a lot of rocky influence going on there. Then Jesus Christ Superstar, that's so again, very, very rock, rock-based thing. So I just, I kept getting more inspiration and writing heaps and we were writing together with this um, guitarist in England and we were coming up with some great stuff. So then we started putting the band together um, and then I was doing Mamma Mia and then I was not doing Mamma Mia due to contractual reasons. And mm. um, we were kind of sitting in Hamburg, this drummer and I, and um, we were kind of working out where to go because, again, I was free to go in any direction. And we were going to go to England, but um, we thought, you know, living on the pound might be a little bit difficult. Mm. And, again, I had a ticket in my contract, so I knew that I could go back to come back to home. Um and then the, actually the drummer said, well, what about Australia? Do you think we can give it a bash? And I said, well, look, if you're prepared to give up your life and give it a start, I had another contract starting in like six months later back in Germany. So um, I said, sure. So, yeah, so he actually came out here and we had two German film crew um, film the whole experience about how this German was moving to Australia to start a rock band. and. These cameras were following us everywhere, um, and we did. We we actually, we actually had <laughs> we actually had Chris Gonzalez on guitar and Dario on bass. <laughs> right. right, funny enough. Yeah. Um, and you know we did a, a couple of rehearsals. They learnt the songs and whatnot, and then 
Dario was super busy with Jimmy Barnes at the time. And so we thought, oh, okay, you know, well, no worries. We'll, we'll start looking elsewhere. And then the German drummer just, you know, was running out of money. He was, um, you know, all that. He was getting quite depressed. And so I said, oh, look, just go back. You know, I'll yep. be back in a month's time and we'll pick it up again. So that's what we did. So, yeah, he flew back. I flew back about a month later. And um, then we formed the band together in Germany. and. Um, had a few support slots with like um you know il nino and monster magnet and some festival bockham festival or something and yeah we had a lot of interest like it, it took off really quickly um and then it just you know within the band it just started getting a bit wibbly wobbly i yeah. guess so to speak um yeah so then that kind of died on the uh, it's probably i was trying to think how many years we were together probably about three maybe Mm -hmm. three maybe Uh, i don't know i can't think yeah um so yeah then that finished um and and then yeah and then it i was you know going all around europe singing loads of corporate stuff by this time i I put my dancing shoes to bed and i was focusing solely on singing um Mm -hmm. yeah and did really really well over there i was very lucky to to land some amazing gigs and see a lot of Europe. Um, mm. And then it just came, you know, things were going really good for me in Germany, but then it came to a point it was like, do I see myself growing old here? And I just, I had to make that decision because it, I knew the age that I was heading into and, you know, what I'd done and where I'd been. And I knew if if I did decide to go home, it would have to be now in order to, to reestablish myself. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I made the choice to, to say goodbye to Germany, um, and come home. What year was that? Um, 2008. Okay. No, no, wait, wait. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Wait a minute. 2009. 2010. 2010. Late, late 2000s. Late 2000s. Late two thousands. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That'll do. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. Somewhere around there. And um, then I had to start all over again. Yeah. You you I, I saw in um one of the voice promos little interviews that you did, you mentioned something about um doing some ghost singing or um ghost uh, <laughs> Yeah. You wanna talk a little bit about that and explain to people what, what that is? Yeah, sure. So, um, so a ghost voice is when you get um, uh, you, you get a job to do a recording, basically for a single that's going to be released, and they don't use your face; they just use your voice. Um, so it's Millie Vanilli, basically. So oh, somebody so else. Some, is, so somebody else gets there and mimes your song. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what a ghost voice is. So it's it's oh, like a ghost. Right. Yeah, like I've um, I've you know I've heard about ghost writers and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. like I I thought a ghost a ghost voice was just, I mean you hear of the, those um you know you're talking before about some of the dance stuff and Ibiza and you know that that kind of music you you get artists that have vocalists on their tracks, um yeah. but you never know the names of them. You never see them. They never show them, and they never tell anybody. So I thought maybe it was, it. Some, it was something like that. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so right. it's you know, exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, the voices there. So yeah, right. I did. Um, uh, <laughs> they were called Fresh Caramel, uh, a two boy, two girl group, and right. um, they were signed with. Oh God, I can't remember. They were signed with somebody, and they were really bad. They were so bad. Um, <laughs> um, I actually ended up. I actually ended up being the choreographer, which was hilarious. Um, but they had they had great because, they must have had a great must have had great voices though hey <laughs> that's what I mean like that was yeah. so bad I was like oh yeah. my god like how to hello Germany like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know your typical blonde you had your blondie and you had your your brunette and of, of both you know so male and female two blondes two two brunettes and right. um, couldn't sing to save themselves they looked great but they couldn't right. sing to save themselves. Right. And they couldn't move either. So that that right. was a super big challenge for me to make them, um, yeah, look somewhat capable of, you know, moving their bodies in the right direction. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, the song was called Weekend Time and the producer wanted it very, um, you know, girly, poppy. Uh, he said to me, he was American, and he goes, you know, <laughs> he says to me, uh, like like Kylie Minogue, you know, like you're Australian, <laughs> you should know Kylie Minogue. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, right. yeah. <laughs> So it's it's all very girly, son, and good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> and I had a lot of I had a lot of things like that where I, you know, they'd really want this girly thing. So I had a lot of fun with it. But yeah. um, at that that stage, it was like not moving moving on to to yeah. a, a rockier. <laughs> yeah. So, like doing doing something like that, doing the ghost voice thing, you know, I'm I'm sure it was sort of fun at the time doing the recording and hearing it. That this is pretty cool. But then when you're seeing them up there, and they're, you know, it's your voice coming out of this other girl. I mean, what's the headspace there? What are you thinking? Is this like, I mean, I hope you got paid well for it, because then you go. Oh, God, pay. <laughs> Uh, it's just amusing, you know, I think. Amusing, okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's pretty much what's got me through actually in my whole career is just having fun with things and, yeah, cool. you know, not taking everything too seriously, I think. Um, and, yeah, it, it was bizarre at one, one gig they did because I used to go around with them um, quite often in the tour van and whatever and, um <laughs> there was this one, it was it's called the Dom and it's like a big festival within um, you know, if you can imagine like the entertainment center or something like that. It's, you know, a big arena vibe. Um and that was bizarre that day because you had thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands of screaming German little girls and boys with posters and cardboard signs for them and there she is miming away with my voice blaring out through this arena. Um and that day I actually just – I had to really just have a big smirk and just go, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, oh, you should have been in it. I'm like, no way in the world. Like, no, no amount of money would get me um, singing that sort of stuff. I've been, yeah. I've, you know, maybe probably 10 years ago I would have had a different view behind yeah. that, but – Gotcha. At that point, I was like, nah, I don't need to do that. No, that's <laughs> <silly>. <laughs> Okay, so we've um, chosen the rock direction now. 
that's all that's all done with. So um, how did you go about getting that together and, and uh, what, what was – was this the start of Lily? So, yeah, um, you know, upon returning to Australia, I, I really wasn't sure where I was going to go, um, but I did have to start all over again. Um, I was very fortunate to meet Peter Northcote um, and Joseph. You know, Joseph asked me to do a Led Zeppelin show, yep. and that's where I started to meet a lot of people. Um, again, in drum media, I saw that this band Funkstar, this cover band Funkstar, were looking for a singer, and that's how I met Ray. And um, so then my, you know, it started to pick up and grow for me. And then I thought, okay, so I've got my, you know, I've got my um, my working um, side going for me, you know, earning money. Now it's time to um, to look at doing something else. Um, and I always wanted to p- pursue or to continue what I'd started in Germany, basically, um, yep. you know, a female-fronted rock band that was kind of melodically run with heavy riffs and something a bit exciting and edgy and a little bit different. Um, so um, it was actually it was actually after The Voice, the first time I did The Voice. Um, no, no one, no chair turned. So I was hoping that that would sort of, you know, enable me to meet more people uh, that way. But, yeah, no chair turned. So I thought, okay, no worries. So I started meeting with different producers. Um, and the first guy was like, oh, you know, with all your musical theatre background, I think you should be like um, like a rock gaga. And I'm like, well, there already is a gaga. And no. So I thought, no, that's not going to work. So, yeah, and then the next person said, oh, I think, you know, maybe you should be like the female Coldplay. And I'm like, well, no, 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 I don't want to do that either. No. Um, and then I got called into the studio, um, into Christian's studio, the bass player and Lily. He was producing or he was mixing and, and looking after this. Um, it was a it was a tribute album to America, uh, sorry, to Australian artists, and they wanted me to do Boys in Town. So yes, yeah, so I went in and recorded that, and um, and he said, "Oh, what are you what are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm actually looking for people to work with." Um, so. He said, oh, look, I've got a couple of tracks you might be keen on. You know, I'll send them over. And I said, yeah, okay. Well, he sent them over and he he sent like seven or eight (laughs) songs actually. (laughs) (laughs) He sent all this this big file. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. Um, Yeah, I opened the first one and I went, yes. That's it. Yes, this this is where I'm going. Yes. I just had an understanding and straight away instantly just – the, you know, the first song came so quickly to me, melodies all, and I was like, okay, I'm ready, come in the studio. He was like, what? So, yeah, and then it just kind of, um, you know, we started working on tracks from there. And um, it was funny because Christian was like, the bass player was like, um, you know, I'm not going to be in the band. And I'm like, no, that's, that's cool. You don't need to be in the band. That's that's all right. But as we started auditioning people, he's like, okay, I want to be in the band now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yay! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, it it was great to meet the other side of, you know, like the the, the real original guys, you know, um, you know, Dario and Pete and Bobby, they're they're all amazing, amazing players and very busy. So that was was the hardest thing. It was like trying to start a band with busy people, um, whereas the guys that I was working with weren't so busy. Um, So, yeah, and then Bennett actually showed a lot of interest uh, to drum and um, 
I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Are you sure? And he's like, please. So I was like, okay. So he came along and auditioned and then um, it was like, yeah, it, he was in. So, yeah, that's that's where all that started. Yeah. So I'm exhausted. The, <laughs> myself. The, um, the, those, those seven or eight tracks that um, Christian sent through, did they end up being um, your EP, your first EP? Uh, who I meant to be, yes. I'm just trying to think how many exactly what they were. I think there was three from those yep. seven tracks and another two we wrote um, after okay. that. So we had um, Andrew Lilly in the in the band as well and he um, – so Matt was responsible for writing, I think, two or three and Lilly was um, – Andrew Lilly was the other tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, yeah, so- and it was just – it was just something that it, it just it was different. I'd never heard something since I sit with with all the people that I've been searching and, and looking with and talking with. It was yeah, it was just right off the mark, and it just hit me straight away. I was like, yep, yeah, this is this is what I feel. This is good. Mm. That's cool. So once the EP dropped, um, did you start making some waves? Were people were people interested? As in which people? Oh, like um, uh, labels possibly or um, managers or, um, you know, booking agents, that kind of thing. Were they sort of ready to pick you up? Did they hear something that they, they hadn't heard before and that kind of thing? Um, not, no, not, no, not really. I mean, the reason why we did the EP was basically as an introduction to the band. Um, to say we had no interest whatsoever is, is, wouldn't be true but um we it did pick up the momentum picked up a lot of fans came on board um people running different nights at different clubs Mm -hmm. um a lot of interviews a lot of um it did quite well actually in the states we had um a company over there who was very keen on pushing it um so we got you know onto college radio over there um so we had yeah we did we did have a it was it was a bit of a shock to the system, I think. Um, it was, wasn't, you know, knocking down the doors from labels or booking agents or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, you know, a, a, the first step was just getting first it out step. there, creating a buzz, getting a lot of interviews. We had a lot of interviews, a lot of press and things like that. So, mm. yeah, we just we took that on board and continued to roll into the album with that. And that's when we started recording the album. Um, that's when we started searching around for different people. Um, as far as labels and, um, yeah, and then we, we had a lot of conversations actually at that point. So I guess it did. Yeah, I guess it did. It was a bit, there was a big difference, um, a big time space between, I think it was 2014 yep. when we released the EP and we basically, you know, <laughs> we basically flogged that to death for like <laughs> uh, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, about two years, about two years mm-hmm. we really, you know, with that single, let that roll for a little bit, single, you know, I think we released just the two singles off that. And um, then we re-released one of the tracks. Um, we got some publishing interest over in Germany. Mm-hmm. So we signed one song with them just to see how it went. And Yeah, it's, you know, it's a hard slog. Um, yeah. As you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 I, like I, I do understand that. Um, that yeah. original indie scene because you know I've been in a number of bands in Sydney, um, not not quite to the um, we haven't got quite 
quite got anywhere near as as far as you guys did, but you know, just playing those those dark rooms and you know, um, to nobody, and then just yeah, interviews and and community radio and just yeah. doing everything you can, you know, and then yeah. getting the knockbacks and the people saying that they're interested and giving you crappy deals and it's all about them and you know, but then you just you get up and you keep going, eh? Yeah, that's right. You know, you, it's, it's, you've got to do it for the love and the passion and the fun. That's, that's Again, right. here comes yeah. the fun factor. You know, you've got to keep it fun. Otherwise, you just go bananas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> absolutely bananas. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I am bananas already. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So, in between, so from when the when the um, the EP came out and then till um, your 2018 album Evolve came out, what what else were you doing? During that time, were you, you know, doing the doing the corporate scene? Were you playing in covers bands? Were you, um, you know, were you teaching, dancing, singing, teaching? What, what were you sort of filling up the gaps yeah. with? There? Yeah, so um, loads, loads of cover gigs. So different yep. bands. Um, funk style was very busy. Lots yep. of Peter Northcote gigs. Um, yep. Lots of little corporate things here and there. I actually was back and forth to Germany. Excuse me. Still, um, I still have an agent over there, so you know the the, the, the Mercedes Benz thing will come up, and so right. they'll find me able to do that or VW or yeah. So I had a couple of those in between, and just teaching singing as well. You know, my mum has her studio there, so um, it's very easy for me just to to you know walk in there and not have to pay costs for a room to hire to teach. So. Mm. That's a huge blessing. That's a it's a great thing to have. Um, so yeah, heaps of teaching, heaps of gigs, heaps of gigs. Like it was, it yep. was flat out. Yeah, that's it's really good. good. Yeah, good. yeah, and you know, it keeps 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 you um keeps you young. You know, keeps the keeps your energy up. That's one of the things I've noticed. Um, being on a COVID break and then coming back and doing my first gig was so exhausting. <laughs> like with yeah. seminar. I was yeah. like, it was like, yeah, like, <laughs> I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and lyrics, like the memory, you're like, uh, hang on, like, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so gig, gig ready and worthy, you know, it was, um, that's, that's the great thing about doing heaps of cover gigs. It, was, it gave me a lot of energy and a lot of um, stamina to do the Lily stuff because, it is quite full on. I don't know why I write my lyrics. And, I mean, my melody is so high. I'm like, you idiot, when yeah. I'm on stage going, you wrote it too high again. <laughs> I've been listening to Evolve the last the last couple of days in my car because I've had a couple of long trips in the car. So I've been slamming that album right. and it's fantastic. Like um, melodically, like sonically, it's just a brilliant sounding album. It's so – production is slick – you know, it's got the riffs, the drums are awesome, you know, and, and your vocal is just outstanding. Um, you know, your you so I marvel much. at marvel at your oh, range. Good. I mean, you can you can you know, you can sing low and then just go and look like at the flip, you know, flick of a switch. It's incredible. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. You know, it's nice it's sorry. No, I was gonna say I'm there was overwhelmed the, by that. Yeah, Thank all you. good, all good. Um there's one song I, I didn't get the name of it. Because I I didn't catch the names of the car because I'm uh, the songs because I'm driving, but you kind of um, it kind of breaks down and you kind of like it sounds like you're you're in a room and you you sort of start talking to yourself and then you get like this 
I'm just, I can yeah. see my, I can, like, I can see you in whatever space you were when you were, you know, telling that little part of the story and then you just let rip and the song goes. I thought it was fantastic. Awesome. Oh, yeah. thank you. I was, it was kind of, you know, that moment in the studio where it's like, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I will just kind of do something. And I think I just kind of got, you know, when you're like, <laughs> you start going, I don't know where I'm going. And you kind of freak out. And they got the band right. with, oh, fuck it. I'm there now. And then like, then the run to the, the nothing else. And it was kind of, again, let's just have fun with this and see where this goes. Um, That's but, funny. It's um, funny you said yeah. that because, yeah, like I said, I had, had it in my mind that it's this planned out thing that you had. You know, this part of the song, I'm in this room and I'm starting to get in close, so I'm going to, like, but, you know, from what you've just said there, it was nothing like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of. Look, I I had, had, you know, I had a a vision and things, you know, written down in front of me and I knew how I wanted to sort of, you know, give that atmosphere to it. Um, But I didn't know exactly what was going to come out. Um, And that's, that's what came out because I wasn't really sure where it was going. Yeah. I guess if I had worked it out, then it would have been a complete bomb. It wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have sounded as good. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the magic happens when you, when you're not, you know, you know that when you're not expecting it or planning yeah. it, that's, that's the magic right there. Exactly. So going into the voice this time around, were you um, thinking you're going to use it, you know, like, like you went in with the, with the first time with, using it as a platform to push Lily somewhere else? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, um, as we discussed earlier, it's it's the perfect platform and the, the cheapest, yeah. <laughs> the cheapest PR you can get. Yep. Um, and I thought, you know, not only for Lily, but just, just for Aussie rock chicks in, in general, mm, mm. Aussie rock chicks, you know, females that are uh, pursuing a rock career, I guess, vocally, um, you know, just to stand up. Um, there's a there's a few girls out there bashing away. Um, and I just think it's, it's really missing a lot of that essence in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had a good, a good rock band, yep. you know, like a girl fronted, yeah, yeah. you know, let's get down and dirty. And it hasn't been that for a while. And I just, I just wanted to stand up and be the voice for that, you know. Mm. I just wanted to go, look, we're still here, mm. um, and Australia, give it a go. I mean, you know, we, we're, we're Aussie, and um, our roots are totally, you know, rock and roll all the way. Mm. Um, and I feel that, you know, we've lost a lot of that essence due to, you know, the radio stations picking up, you know, American-sounding artists, um, don't get me wrong, there's, there's heaps of amazing people like Tess Sultana. I think she's yep. absolutely incredible. Cat Empire, Tame Impala, like yep. there's there's heaps of stuff out there. But um, And even, you know, Emil and the, um, Emil and the Sniffers, um, you know, there's some great female bands going around. But I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm still missing like the, the next Baby Animals or the next, yep. you know, Super Jesus or the, yeah, you know divi- what I mean? The Vinyls or something. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, the, exactly. Mm-hmm. The vinyl's like a good, strong female up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amy's Amy does that very well. Um, I almost find her a bit punkish, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to get out and do that and go, hey, Australia, let's do it. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. rock and roll. <laughs> good, good stuff. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and then COVID came. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
Now, um, you're, like you said, you guys are in the studio and writing and recording for a new album. Um, is that yeah. is that going to be anything sort of similar to the Evolve sound? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think we've really established our sound. Mm-hmm. Um, the first out, the, the first EP, we were, you know, um, aiming for something, and I think by the time we got to Evolve, we really were comfortable in what we were sounding like. Um, trying to keep those those really melodic choruses happening, um, had those elements of surprises. I almost want to say a little bit of rapping involved, but there's not a mm-hmm. it's, it's rapping ish. I, I guess. Gotcha. I, gotcha. I know. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the, the next album um, will be similar to Evolve. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely, I think we, as I said, I think we've definitely found our sound. Um, and I think that is very obvious when you listen to our version of Streaming Jets Better yep. Yep. Um, that we released earlier this year. Yep. Um, I think that, you know, as soon as you hear that, you you think, okay, that's that's a Lily track. I can hear Lily in there. Cool. Um, so yeah, we you know I it's it's there's some elements of surprises in there as well. We've got um we've got a guest artist on one track, um which is completely something that we would never have thought of before, and mm-hmm. so that's sounding again a little bit different and unique, and a, I guess a little bit um cinematic, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a guest vocalist? So that yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, so um, we uh, we did a track with uh, Clarissa, the opera singer from um, The oh. Voice. Oh wow! The girl that I did the yeah. battle with. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So we've got we've got her on one track, um, doing a couple of vocals there. Wow, that's awesome! Can't wait to hear that. Um, yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's it's along the same lines for sure. It's cool. definitely energetic. It's definitely a lot of fast songs. It's definitely um, something that you can get to point A to B very quickly <laughs> in, when you're in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when's that? When's that expected to be finished, released? What's your plan? Yeah, or, or, it's well, probably a bit tricky look, to kind of plan had, that. Yep, it is. Yeah, it's super tricky. Yep. Um, we had all intentions of releasing it this year, you know, yeah, around yeah. now, actually, around yep. October. Um, but due to the fact that, you know, it's just, you know, you release something and then there's nowhere to really go and support it. Yep. So um, we decided to hold back a bit on it. Cool. cool. Um, so the band very luckily just got signed to um, destroy all lines booking agent. Mm-hmm. So once, once, you know, once we're ready to go, then we have a, a great backing agent. Uh, sorry, a great booking agency, um, ready to book us shows and you know see what happens. They've got some some big things coming up. Like I know they've got Offspring and Sum Forty One touring for them next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just have to wait and see what happens. But I would say definitely, you know, in the first half of yep. two two zero two one yep. for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, we keep pulling songs apart and restructuring and <laughs> writing new songs, and, <laughs> That's the thing which I... is good. You know, I think I think this this extra time is exactly what is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no rush. 
You know, there's absolutely no rush to do it. No, that's right. Um, there's no point just throwing something out just because you feel you have to. Yep. Um, so it's exciting. You know, it's, it's, I love this part of it. I love the process of writing and arguing with the boys and going, no, that doesn't sound right. It should go here. <laughs> and them going, no, what's yeah. wrong with you? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there's the fun. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love the process. I love the process of writing. I totally dig the process of recording the yep. thing. Uh, and then, of course, then all the hard work comes after that. Great. Great. Yeah. Now, I um, I asked you yesterday to choose one song and only one song um, that's had yeah, the – Yeah, one the, song. The, <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> only, only one. It's what makes this cool. Um that's ah, had, that's right. yeah that's that's had um the biggest impact on you um you sent that song to me today so i want you to introduce that song and then we'll we'll start playing it and we'll listen to it together and then um tell us why you chose that song and and um yeah what what that impact was first time you heard it um so sure. if you, yeah so absolutely so um <laughs> Thanks for giving me the hardest task in the world and just having one favourite song. <laughs> um, so I have chosen um, a song from one of my favourite bands, Skunk and Nancy, and the song is called Tracy's Floor. So why why the song? Why Skunk and Nancy? What's what's the um um what's the attraction there? So um yeah, Skunk and Nancy would have to be um would have to be one of my favourite female fronted rock bands um of you know of the last well when do they come out? You know, end of nineties. Um, they just have so much power and skin the lead singer I just you know I, I, I she, she inspired me to really you know take vocals to another level mm. um, to show light and shade um, her songwriting ability is intense and dirty and um, you know that this song alone just it shows so much diversity in like a three minute song yeah. you know it goes through all these yeah it really goes through all these tidal waves and of emotions and, um, you know, the, the build-up at the end. Yeah, and it just, rips, rips at the yeah, end, yeah. Yeah, starts, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, I said, and then it starts yeah. to rip at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, the hair starts to go <laughs> taller and taller on your arms and the back of your neck, you're like, oh, my God, where is this going? And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost, you know, like a mini orgasm, I guess. <laughs> You know, it's this build-up and the tension and then there's this big release. And yeah. I just, yeah, the first time I heard it, I was living in Hamburg and um, it was snowing outside and I just bought this new album and I put it on and this song just, it just stood out for me because it was, it was just so amazing. It was, 
it was just yeah, it's just the only way I can describe it. It was just amazing. The production I thought was insane. The strings are beautiful. Um, it, the way it flows, it, it was just a perfect flow. The ebb was, you know, it was perfect. Um, yeah, this is her. Brilliant. Good choice. Good yeah, choice. Yeah, and I love the way that it's so theatric as well. You know, yeah. the theatrical aspect really shines in that song. And I guess it's um, it really portrays, I guess, you know, my life, my, my, my life story. Mm-hmm. A lot of influences are right there in that song. Yeah, that's cool. Um, can you tell us a couple of your career highlights to date? I'm sure there's many more to come. It's definitely many more to come, but but sept- September twenty twenty, um, give us two two career highlights. Well, um, yeah, most definitely the singing with Gene Simmons at Amore Theatre. That that was uh, that was a huge highlight. Thanks to Dario and right. um, Travis um, for lining that one up for me. Like I just. I couldn't believe it when <laughs> Daz called me, you know, and in typical true blue Daz fashion, he goes, hey, Da, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing on this day? I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, I'm like, why is it a boat shed gig? Thinking, you know, <laughs> am I going to be at Manly? Yeah, Woo! Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he's like, nah, it's fucking unreal if it takes off, eh? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shit, what is it? Like, for Daz to get that excited. Yeah, yeah and then he said, you know, singing with Gene Simmons I was like are you serious right now like wow like let, what what you know it's just a dream um so that was definitely a massive highlight um of my career and I would never in a million years would have thought that would have happened right um did you so did you get to for that. did you get to spend much, did, did you get to spend much time with them like you know what and- I did Oh, great. Yeah, cool. I did. Heaps of time. It was actually, it felt like I was in a Wayne's World film. Like it was just so <laughs> surreal and yeah, right. so, so bizarre um, because he speaks German. So I right. started speaking German to him, which he was, you know, was quite impressed, I guess, with. And he was just <laughs> like, oh. So, yeah, we had a great conversation. Um it, we were ha- we were literally hanging out backstage, like it was oh, literally cool. hanging out. Um, mm. Even Julie and my husband ended up doing Zorba the Greek dancing with him, and um, <laughs> you know, um, it got to that point where he just got really cheeky, and he'd be like, "So instead of calling me Virginia, he'd be calling me like Victoria or Vanessa, right. or you know," right. and then he'd have a bit of like a bit of a. <laughs> 
chuckle after it and I go, what do you want, Gaz? You know, and then call him every other male name beginning with G other than G. Right. Um, so <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. And he kept yeah, saying, come yeah. here, come and sit next to me, girl. So, yeah, it was like, okay. okay. <laughs> um, and, look, my husband was there the whole time. He was, yeah. you know, as, as chauvinistic and, and <laughs> yeah. womanizer that Gene is, um, he was completely respectful. And, That's um, cool. yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a total wow wow moment. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's cool. And uh, what about something else? <laughs> um, so I was very yeah again blessed. Um, I've been so blessed. Like it's amazing when you sit down here and start talking about it all. Um, so um, you know, Chrissy Amphlett, I've always admired Chrissy for her her independence and her just being such a strong woman and you know as she was going through those last years with breast cancer mm. um my auntie actually um was diagnosed with breast cancer so um i got contacted by the guys who were um doing her i touched myself campaign to be a part of um the australian campaign which um involved i think it was eight or nine um Australian artists, female artists, and I was one of them. And I was, yeah, again, just bowled over at, you know, A, being asked to do that and to B, to be behind such a wonderful cause for it all. Um, and, yeah, that, that was that was amazing as well. Just truly, truly blessed, truly blessed. Yeah. 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 Well, Virginia Lilly, this has been a, this has been a treat, man. Um I wish we'd been in the same room together to do this, but um, you know that cold COVID. We, we're doing the right thing here. Yeah, um, look, next time for sure. I want to ask yeah. you. I want to interview you now. Oh, no. I feel like all I've done is talk all night. <laughs> yeah, it's Stop there. No, it's, it's not about me. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure you've got some stories too. I'm very curious as to how you know how you got here from New Zealand and oh, on a plane. Just yeah, on a plane. Like most people. Oh, really? You yeah, didn't yeah, swim? Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> you swim. You lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. No, um, I would love to. Can we do that one? Can we have a like a gig podcast series one night where like maybe everyone that you've interviewed, we can interview you? Well, we'd have to ask the people that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so so if you're listening, if if um, – Anyone out there wants um, my friends to interview me, um, put it in a Facebook message or something like that. And if we, yeah, if people want to yeah. hear that, if they if they want to hear that, hey, we'll do it. You know, otherwise everyone's got a story. I mean, you said, yeah. how did? Why did you start the podcast? You know, there's so many sto- questions and stories behind your life as well, and I think it's important that the people out in the world know about it. <laughs> Oh, I think I, 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 I have. I think I have said why I started the podcast. Um, and it was, I wasn't playing. I'd stopped playing in a band, um, and I'd, I'd taken some time, and I wrote, and I recorded, and I released my first EP, solo EP. Did it all by myself, mm-hmm. and then that was done. And then I was a little bit bored, and I used to listen to podcasts um, driving to and from gigs. And there was one yeah, right. one that I that I listened to that I really liked, and I and I had to think about it, and I thought, well, this, this that's not happening here in Sydney. So, 
that's that. I did it. <laughs> I started that's it up, it. and and here we are. Great. <laughs> here there you are. are. You've done yeah. heaps now. I mean. How long have you been doing these now? For? Well, well, this is this Quite is ninety time. Yeah, this is ninety. Your episode number ninety eight. So we're Ooh. yeah, yeah. So we're a couple off a hundred, and then yeah, right. Well, yeah. maybe that's the hundredth show. You see? Oh, nah. Save the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on at hundred? The queen. The que- queen. Yeah, queen. Queen. <laughs> no, not the queen. Queen. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, Fre- Freddie's coming. Freddie's coming back for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. now that would be a good chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Look after yourself. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. If, yeah. Um, you too. If if we get all this, if if this um, if the comments go viral about the interview, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I am sure they will. I mean, I know I'll be getting all my friends to write. <laughs> <laughs> Which is about two, so, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. one more than mine. <laughs> All right, Virginia, t- take it easy. Look after yourself Thanks. and um, stay safe. Thank and, you so and, much. Yep, sweet as we'll talk I've soon. been really looking forward to this. And, um, oh, good yeah, stuff. Me too. You didn't me, disappoint. So thank too. you so much. Awesome. Take it easy. Right. I'll see you soon. See ya. For another yeah. one. Yes, yeah, sweet. Cheers. All right, catch up. <laughs> Bye.
They say they never get it. 